0: Hello, hello, self-love here. Uh, Today I'm going to talk about self-care that's energizing, not numbing. Have you ever went on a vacation and you ran around sightseeing or were running from one activity to the next and when you got home you were so wiped out you needed a vacation from your vacation? Or have you ever... Hung out with a group of friends thinking you would feel refreshed, but you ended up feeling drained? More often than not, the self-care activities that we think will refresh us and energize us, leave us feeling depleted and drained. True self-care gives us energy that we need to face our daily lives. When we use self-care to numb or numb our pain, or worries or thoughts and our emotions, it will deplete us. Overactivity, watching too much Netflix, or being over social and over exercising can be a way that we try to numb pain. But not only pain. But if we are so uncomfortable to slow down and rest, we really are just avoiding ourselves. We are either too scared to be alone with our thoughts and feelings because we have skeletons from our past that still haunt us and we haven't properly dealt with them or we don't like ourselves so the last thing we want to do is be with ourselves. Honestly, though, checking in with yourself and learning how to have a positive relationship with yourself is one of the most important things you could do. Firstly, if you deal with all the things of your past, you will have a clear conscience. You will be more confident. You will sleep better because there's nothing that stresses you out. When you aren't stressed out, you will be able to lose weight easier and maintain a healthier weight. Seeking forgiveness and allowing forgiveness not only helps you, but also will help mend and heal your relationships. And you will start to love yourself more because you aren't always holding everything against yourself. And if you have dealt with past sin and someone you know comes up to you, And tries to remind you of that sin. You have the choice to dismiss it. Because you've dealt with it on your own. And you chose to let it go. So now you have the choice to continue to let it go. Because you chose to no longer let that item define you. And if you are someone who suffers from mental health. You can set up red flags for yourself. That's what I call them personally for myself. When I say red flags, it means to set up steps that will let you know if you are okay or not. Or give you kind of red flags letting you know, hey, something's wrong here. Our attitude or our mindset... Is shifting into a depression state. So for me, personally, I have set up three red flags for myself. The first one is being in a low mood for more than a couple days at a time. Then I know it's more than a situation that's affecting my mood and not just my depression. When I determine that it is my depression, I try to write all my emotions down in a journal. A lot of the time that works, otherwise I try to do something that brings me joy. My second red flag is lack of motivation, lack of energy, lack of caring. When this happens, honestly, I start to pray for help. To get past my depression, and most of the time, if not all of the time, I feel so much better afterwards. Not that anything has changed, but being able to vent and voice my concerns always makes me feel better. My third red flag is going completely numb. And I've only felt this way a handful of times. This is a super scary. When you can't feel anything, you can't care about anything or anyone. And when you can't care about anyone, or love anyone. You can't truly take care of your family and your friends. And your children and your spouse. And it's going to be really hard to take care of your marriage and your spouse. And it's going to take a toll on your marriage and your children. So I put, a, put up these mental red flags so that I... Don't ever get that bad again. I have been at each of these three different red flags at some point in my life. Granted, the third red flag hasn't happened to me in a very long time. Uh, over a year now. And... I'll admit that the first two do happen to me a little more than I care to admit. But when I recognize that and I realize that my mood has changed, that's like a big red stop sign that tells me, hey, hold up. You know, we have to do some self care here. We have to sit down and take care of ourselves and make sure that we're getting back to the mindset, the mentality that I need to be in so that I can maintain a healthy life and a healthy marriage and be the mom my kids need. With that being said, not all these techniques will work for everyone because when it comes to depression, one size doesn't fit all. You will have to try things to see what works for you. If you need to go to a counselor, then do it. Whatever you need to do to make sure you are happy and healthy, then that's what you need to do. Luke 5:16 says, Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Even Jesus knew how important it was to rest and maintain his connection with Father. His three years of preaching relied on it. He needed to stay connected to his energy source. I know that not everyone believes in God or believes in anything outside of themselves. And I'm not here to sway you one way or another. You are free to make that decision for yourself. I'm just telling you how I deal with my own depression struggles and challenges I have come against so if you guys got something out of this episode I encourage you guys to share it around and I hope you guys have a great weekend stay safe happy and healthy and I'll talk to you guys in the next one